0: 10 years, 3 boys, 1 question, are we friends? It's going to happen again, and it's going to keep happening. And what that thing is, is this podcast, Are We Friends? Welcome to it, I am your co-host Taylor.
1: I'm your co-co-host Brian.
0: And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who've known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This week, we are talking about a topic that Brian is bringing to us.
1: Yes. After our um, epic, by the way, apologies for not being on the epic finale of Avatar The Last Airbender, but internet didn't exist, so you know how it is. Was it three
2: hours long? it's yes. disgusting
1: it was, it was disgusting. it was very close it, it was, was a grand finale it was, it was part two of the last <laughs> season but three like, it wasn't even like <laughs> all of season three like, there's four and a half plus hours of content from are we friends for just book three although there was more than book three discussion anyway
2: so but i'm just thinking how how long does it take to watch just the second half of book three <laughs> just about uh, as long as our discussion the
1: last it. four episodes are like an hour and a half so like um, maybe three hours oh total. my like god you We should have looked
2: that up and just pushed it you, a little bit
1: you lord of the rings extended edition return of the king extended edition that shit you made it go up to the fucking upper echelon time-wise
2: and we still I we still had to like rush a little bit to get it to, to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I feel like that rush also lasted about half an hour on its own. Like that's come on guys, we gotta we gotta we gotta make this finish. Yeah I remember when we, when we
2: hit the end of it, it was like okay, stop, done, episode's gone, goodbye.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So before we get into Dexter tonight, we got a couple things we want
2: to talk to you guys yes. about. Oh, is that me? That's me. Yeah, it's usually you. Um yeah <laughs> Lots of stuff still going on. Please pay attention to it. I don't. I don't have the the. Ed- this this is also one of my few times to get to like relax and not think about that stuff. So please, please, you know, do do something and and you know, let me know that you're doing something. That would be cool. Yep, um, actually, s- yeah, actually, sending money yeah. all sorts of places. Uh, if you're looking for something to read, I would. I feel like I've said it before, but uh, how to be an anti-racist mm-hmm. and. So you want to talk about race or two particularly good like intros into the, the topic that's by Ibram X. Kendi and Ijoma Oluo. Well, you can if you start typing it into Google, it'll get it. it for you.
1: Don't worry. <laughs>
0: On the uh, side of fascism, um, if you'd like to get a really good and brief description of what it is and why people are talking about it so much, there is a short article by Umberto Eco, who grew up in fascist Italy, called "Er Fascism: You are Dash Fascism." It's very nice, very brief, and he knows what he's talking about. Um, in a oh, I little thought bit he was of,
1: going with you are fascism, and I was like, that's you very direct. Fasc- yeah,
0: right? <laughs> You're fascism. <laughs> no, uh, but on a bit of good news, I called Planned Parenthood today um, in order to get a COVID test. Didn't happen, but I got a lot of information from their helpline. Um, or from their waiting menu, mm. one of which is in Virginia. As of July, there is no longer a mandatory waiting period in order to receive abortion care. So that oh, is a positive please, thing, man. which happened in terms of legislation
2: in our
1: in our
0: state good. of Virginia. Very good. So yeah. well done. Back on the
2: negative thing, I'd probably keep <laughs> watching out for what Trump is going to do about mail-in votes and like the different ways he's going to try to oh, stop. He's going to going to try to yeah, steal the election 100%. In multiple ways.
0: This past Friday, there like was that. a uh, a clean sweep of people who were previously running the post office by the new Postmaster General, who is a large Trump donor, and who has been there for a little while now, in an active attempt to make less the post office. So, save it, buy some stamps. They have a merch store. Support our post office. Yes. Addis- their, in addition. addition merch to, is- Fuck it. Jesus. Everything else.
1: Yeah. Their merch- Well, as I really can't stress enough- Support the post office because it is a public service. Like, it does things. It gets things to people that need them. It is a lifeline for people. It gets them medicine. It gets them important things. Like, can't stress that enough. And they have some pretty good shirts. Like, some yeah. good retro fashion stuff. It's good. Go support them because they literally have a snake that is trying to Aurora Boro itself. Or the, yeah, the snake eating its head. Is that auroroboro? Yeah, Boro? the Aurora yes. Boris. It's literally trying to do that. Um, So make sure he can't do that.
2: And consider joining an organization where you can volunteer. Yes. That would also be helpful. That would very much help. Particularly one with affected leadership that you have people that can vouch for is not just eating up tons of donations and then spending them on bullshit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You can also do plenty of things like phone banking. I phone banked for uh, a local politician here this past weekend. It is not hard. Very easy to get into. And you don't have to leave your house. So, oh, then sign me it. up! <laughs> yeah, all right, everybody, you, you guys ready to roll into the Showtime spectacular, which is Dexter?
1: Yes, so we're talking about Dexter today. Um, Dexter is laboratory, most... right? De- I wish. We're do. Never mind. I know what the next <laughs> topic is. I'm a stupid is. fucking I know what idiot. The Fucking next topic <laughs> is great. Um, we're... Dexter is most famously a eight season show on Showtime, but it is also it was originally. A, I think it's like seven books uh, by author Jeff Lindsay. And I wanted to mainly talk about the show because we've all seen oh, the show. God. But <laughs> I'm going to... Really, I, it really had me sweating there for a second, Be- Brian. Because I have read, I have read the first two books and looked at brief synopses of the other ones, I will occasionally add little dips in because for reference sake, the first season of the show... It's based on... It's a a lot like Game of Thrones. They pretty, like, pretty close one-to-one translation of the first book with a couple of changes that down the line fucking make everything bonkers. Um, And the show and the book start to deviate pretty heavily. Um, But I wanted to ask you guys, because I'm almost certain, Jorge, I know that Jorge turned me on to this show. What is your guys' experiences with... Dexter, just briefly before we get into like the nitty gritty.
2: Um, I absolutely love this show. I have not watched it again in a while, but it is one that I've watched through multiple times in showing it to many other people. Uh, I still, I like. There's a lot of newer like shows where I compare it back to that. Like I'm watching Hannibal right now Mm -hmm. and I'm still like, you know, this is I get I get it, but like this doesn't this isn't the same as like Dexter when he's constantly running back and forth from crime scenes and he's like about to get caught and you're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Uh as far as the books go, I thought I was gonna be the resident expert because I had read the synopsis for all of them on wikipedia many years ago oh, okay. that <laughs> in in this world pretty much makes me the expert i feel like usually on on the dexter books because literally no one has read them if, if i read guess. the
0: first half of one in a public library like when i was 18 or 19 like nice. o- during the summer from home from college like i just like oh shit there's the book and i just kind of sat there and read the first half of it i didn't have a library card at the time so i didn't check it out i wasn't there for the book so <laughs> they had a vhs fire sale and that's why i was at the oh, library of they did, but I did also uh read the first half of the book. Yeah, it's not bad, yeah, it's not bad. Um, <laughs> no, I, I got into the show. I was one of those people that Jorge rewatched it with uh showing it to. I remember mm-hmm. like every day after high school for a bit, I would just go over to Jorge's and we would watch Dexter, and it was way more fun
2: than doing homework would have been. Oh, a thousand percent luck <laughs> doing good in high school, that doesn't help anyone
1: unless so so. you know you and really, you yeah.
2: There are situations in which it helps. You. <laughs> we'll get into that. For me, I did not need to do <laughs> well.
1: Sorry, that, that, you really got me on that one. Oh, uh, I
2: thought Taylor
1: okay. was so anathema to the idea of not doing well that he spat, that <laughs> he coughed up in like defiance of it. He was like, "No, no, God,
2: yeah." yeah I I do want to shout out somebody who has listened to a little bit of our podcast and was commenting on the live episode we did for our hundredth episode, right? Yes. Uh, allegedly Evan, our hundredth episode. <laughs> yes, our our old high school friend Evan, who I also showed this show to him and it was like there was the finale of one of the seasons that was about to come on. And he was he was like several seasons behind and we're like we could do this and we just like stayed up late and then all of the next day to catch up on all of the Dexter before that, nice. that episode aired on TV. The
1: I was gonna say my my biggest association with Dexter and you guys is being at Jorge's for the season six finale with a bunch of people actually. And that was one of like one of the times where I was like, Ooh, I get to go over to Jorge's house and do something fun. Um but Are-
2: yeah, I remember that one cuz we had uh, we had an Elmo kick and we had like the the knife through <laughs> yes. one of his eyes just like sticking out. Yes.
1: <laughs> Because and so we'll get into a little bit. The basic conceit of Dexter, excuse me, is that he is a serial killer. He is a blood spatter analyst by day and a serial killer by night. But he isn't just a run of the mill I'd stalk innocent women by the alley side and disembowel them, sort of serial killer. He only kills other killers. And this was... It, it's funny thinking back because this show came out in 2006, 2006. 2006 is when it first the first season aired. And that's like right in the middle of... Prestige television, this the so-called golden age of TV. Like,
0: I'm gonna disagree with you because really? I also thought about this because Mad Men doesn't start airing until a year later yeah, in 2007, 2007, which I consider like the like the the real beginning of the I, wave of like, yeah, hey, we're gonna have all this great television I, now. I It's gonna I sell. I can't
1: stress this enough that you're missing 1999 and 2002 a.k.a. The Twin Sopranos Peeps? and The Wire. Oh, the Sopranos. Like, literally two of the greatest shows on television. Was The
2: Wire on that early?
1: The Wire was five seasons. Oh, it was early. 2003 to 2008 or 2002 to 2007. Like okay, but this is, yeah.
2: This is not a matter of opinion, right? There are there are. There like,
1: is a formal, and it's pretty wide. I think it's basically like the decade, like blurry edges. But yeah, like yeah. Like critics know
2: like what the, the actual golden era age, is, right? The
1: prestige television sort of thing. Mad Men's totally in it, like that because that's Breaking Bad too. Breaking Bad and Mad Men. Yeah, all that. Sort I only of stuff. start.
0: Yeah. I only start with Mad Men because I thought The Wire was on afterward. No, no like The no, Wire no. is the Wire like
1: had like pagers and stuff in the first season. Like holy they were, shit, yeah, oh damn, like, it was. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like just, po- oh, it's post 9-11. It's just post 9-11 because there's a fed in it. There's a fed friend of one of the cops who's like, we were on all this drug stuff, but we had, mo- we got moved over because of, they actually call it 9 one They say we got moved over because of 9 one instead of 9-11. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit. Like that's how, you know, close it is to the incident. Um, But anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Dexter, timings yes. really quick. Oh, yeah. Um, saw a meme today about like yeah the reason that people of my generation haven't had happy like the last time people of our generation had happiness was the 142 days between Shrek being released in theaters and 9/11. And it was, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. It was, it's just so that that framing was so fucking funny to me. <laughs>
2: Shrek is pre-9/11? Of
1: course. Yes, barely. Of course it is. Think about it. It was the know.
2: summer of 2001, of- all of those things are just in some nebulous area yeah. from before I started drinking. Like I don't know what, what happened back then. I've left that time behind a long time ago. Oh God! Didn't think we'd be talking about 9/11 so much in this
0: Dexter episode. It's a lot of 9/11. So. <laughs> so they're in Miami. They're not they're even not, in. Not, here. Yeah, like they're, <laughs> they're
1: not even in the Northeast. They're all. Through- <laughs>
2: Oh my God! They're yeah, like but, uh, almost yeah. They're almost as far as much- as, <laughs> as they can get away from each other within the United States and still being relevant.
1: Ver- vertically, vertically, yes, because obviously, but yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was like, "There's three. Depends which way you look <laughs> though. <laughs>
1: that's it's all
2: I north, north, that's north to southly.
0: I'm realizing just how much time I'm spending on the internet lately. Um, but I saw just a very. <laughs> I saw a very uncomfortable go. picture today where it was just the United States reversed, so the East no, Coast was on the West no. Coast, and the West Coast was on mm-hmm. the East Coast, and I'm not going to lie, like I went a little cross-eyed. It was a very disconcerting picture. It was just
1: just flipped. There's a, there's a West Wing episode where they have like the bullshit day, and they talk about- Oh, the big wheel of cheese there's day. a big wheel of cheese day. Thank you. And CJ gets assigned mapmaker people, and they're like, we want it to be accurate, so- they do all the resizing of things because of how the map looks. So they like make, you know, yeah, getting over the Mercator big, projection. super small, uh, the US, whatever. And then there's a part, she's like, okay, cool, I got it. And he's like, well, if you want it to be really accurate and then just flip it upside down. And she's like, why? Stop it. I hate everything right now. That's how I felt when I saw that picture too, Taylor. <laughs> I don't under-
2: I don't understand. <laughs> don't worry which, about which it. all are talking Nothing about.
1: Nothing of importance.
0: You gotta watch the entirety of the West Wing. A lot I'm of people not a geography did after- boy, so. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I feel like everyone, uh, like a lot of people who didn't vote for Donald Trump, watched the West Wing directly after his election, just like, for like a quick little hoorah, and then very quickly realized, like, I don't really want this either,
1: and then, you know, we moved on. Um, Again, to bring it back to 9-11, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. I'm going to end it there. Um, But Dexter, so Dexter is this show about a serial killer who kills other killers,
0: in a post 9/11 Miami.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
2: sorry, you brought up the 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 I'm... what do you call it, the prestige era of yes. television in order to say something about the show. Yes.
1: In the fact that I was I was interested because this show is it's on Showtime, so it's got a hard TVMA, it's got the cable, you know, late night sort of budget thing. So it's not afraid to show blood and guts and dead bodies and all that sort of stuff, Gratuitous right? Swearing Gratuitous
0: swearing in the first episode. Swearing,
1: all the, everything, right? And it's about a serial murderer. But, like, it's fascinating to me to see it as that because, again, I've watched The Wire and The Sopranos and uh, Breaking Bad and Mad Men, and I'm like, Dexter, this, like, you know basically sometimes just a schlocky b horror film of a series like is in the discussion at least for parts of it and that's what we'll get into but like it's also there on that tier for a while as a show i'm just like yeah, this is prestige television on some level. Now that goes Michael away, C. Hall
0: and John Lithgow both won Golden exactly Globes like for their performances in Dexter. Golden
1: Globes, not even like just whatever Emmys, although they're still important, but like also Michael C. Hall also won an Emmy for it. So what am I talking about?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but
1: it's, anyway, so in that context, I kind of want to go through and highlight the highlights and low light the low lights because let's do it this show is notorious it is the game of thrones before game of thrones because oh, yeah. it shits the bed not at the end but like halfway through and then shits again like you think it's recovered from all of the doo-doo out of its pants and then it just drops like a monster at the end for its finale but I- yeah.
2: See, for in my head, shows back then were just like that. You know, you just you just knew that there were gonna be ups and downs and you just rode you just rode them out, you know. I thought that's just what T V was like. I I'm on your side here, Jorge,
0: Um, because, again, I was under the impression that this was before the era of prestige television because I went back and watched the first episode again today just to kind of like refresh myself, get a little bit into it, like knowing that it was going to be, you know, like a pilot episode. It's going to be a little rough. And boy, howdy, is that first episode rough? My favorite line is um, like Emily is working at the time and she just pops up like, are you kidding? Is that really what they just said? Um, Like the first line is it's happening again tonight. And it's gonna keep happening. Yeah. And then it's like clear he's gonna kill someone. But my favorite line, the one that just like I threw my hands up with, he Dexter is delivering donuts to try to look like John Everyman everywhere, and he gives away the last donut and he looks in the box and he goes, It's empty. Just like me inside.
1: What in the this Sam is. Hill?
2: Now it's, that that is something where it's like being a like a big like an avid fan of B-horror and, like, you know, things that are totally just nonsense mm-hmm. garbage, just not having to be to to squirm at those types of lines and just being like yes I'm still in for it (laughs) it's a a different kink for me but I'm still gonna come dude I still
1: (laughs) I like that description you're (laughs) you're right it hits it hits a different you know set of synapses but it gets the job it still lands in the same location for me I'm I'm the same way as you Jorge cause like tonight's the night and it's good I love that shit I eat that shit up when he's driving in the car and it's all like fucking my cause then he gets into my favorite part of that is it's very clear Really like yeah i'm going to kill someone i have this need to kill but then he's like i like miami i like their cuban sandwiches and i'm like what are you you yeah. just the pork sandwiches a guy. are like, my
2: favorite another one
1: another one that blew
0: my mind where that's just the line doesn't make a whole lot of sense is he's driving like sometimes i feel bad about eating while in the car it prevents me from holding the 10 and 2 position it's a public safety issue but sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Yeah, I'm like- just like, what the hell does that line mean? Like, Michael C. Hall, don't get me wrong, you're carrying it yeah, with your performance amazing. here. <laughs> but like, what the shit?
2: Well, see, I think we, we lost something when we started making everything so accurate. You know? Because mm-hmm. he, he is – that is – he is not – he's selectively a psychopath, right? Like, he <laughs> – does not actually <laughs> follow the way any anti- any mental health disorders work. He just it is like when it is convenient. Correct. And then some things do not make any sense. Really. Well, that yes. which is which is like I don't care. Let's yes, do this, dude. Pretty much. I want to, which you know, there is something to be said of uh for some people do complain when there are TV and movies that like don't uh, show mental yeah. health problems in a good light. Um, I think there is something definitely to be said about that. Well, I can't, I can't say, I can't like give you a good argument against uh, well, it. Well, right? I was like, going to say
1: there, I, I would argue that it's, it's not necessarily in a bad light, although that is, that's can be whatever. Usually the inaccuracies are the biggest problem of saying like, this isn't how this manifests because people are adults. They can handle a story where someone who has a mental illness, you know, it affects their life negatively and they either don't address it or, you know, don't learn from it or, you know, take the help and throw it away or you know, things like that. That's fine but, like, inaccurately portraying and saying this is how, you know, borderline or DID works. Like, Split is the most mm-hmm. egregious. Split and right. Split, and 13 yeah. Reasons Why are the most egregious examples because oh yeah, uh, M. Night Shyamalan was like, I want to help the mental health community, and I'm like, no, you... You don't help you anybody no You how... M. Night Shyamalan. You don't do anything. The, again, another thing where, like, if they were just like, this is a fiction and it's not how anything works, Split would have been fine because i like that movie i actually do i think there's good tension i think james McAvoy's really good in it but like again it's a complete lie it's a complete fiction as to how did works how any mental illness works um and then 13 reasons why is more about the framing because it is like hey maybe suicide was the right option here and it's like stop doing this like stop <sighs> yeah. talking um yeah. so yeah. i
2: i prefer the way i prefer to think about dexter is the way that they end up portraying it in the books, in which yes. uh, Dexter's desire to kill, I believe, ends up being a result yes. of the influence of the evil god Moloch. Like is that correct? <laughs> so
1: yes, like okay. So I'm sorry. Okay, what? Like, a couple of things to establish with Dexter that are in both the show and the book, and then how they this is goes into a spinoff. So Dexter has he has basically two main forces in his head as to his whole killing situation he's got harry's the coat of harry or harry's coat which is given to him by his foster father because he knows that he's fucked up and basically a psychopath and is like i know you're going to kill and i can't stop you from doing that but i'm going to push you in a direction so that you do basically a public service and you don't get caught so that you can live your life as normally as you can you got obvious. a lot of potential, and, kid. And, Let's channel that in not, a good direction. Exa- and not take innocent lives.
2: He's also his, uh, his adopted father. His adopted father, father, father
1: sorry. Um, thank you. And the other thing is the dark passenger, which is That's right. <laughs> which is the need to kill. It's his desire to kill. Oh, now, in the books, they the first two books especially, just to treat it as a... They, they give it more personality because it's like, he'll be like, you know, the dark passengers sat in the back seat and smiled, or like things like that. But it's still treated as a feeling, a desire, a kind of a metaphor. A si- exactly, a metaphor, a side of Dexter that's just whatever. Then they go into there is a cult that kidnaps Dexter and is like, <sighs> you have the persona of Moloch in you like you are basically the avatar for this because his his dark passenger goes into hiding during one of the like he sees a kill and the dark passenger the lizard brain like doesn't show up and he's like what the fuck's going on why don't i feel anything and it, the cult is like because you have a death god in your <laughs> bot like and i'm like what the f- I'm Am literally just like- <laughs>
0: imagining, like, red wax candles and a bunch of people in black hoods in a yes. satanic circle. But they're saying, like, the Allen Ginsberg poem, Howl. Like,
2: Moloch. I saw the greatest endless of balls. my itinerary. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I... I love that this is, like, I. it doesn't show up in the... Nothing remotely close to this happens in this Never. show, um, as, as was an excellent decision, I yes. feel like. But I still love that that is the true origins. Yeah. Like, somehow, like, in some way, that is really where all this and comes they from. Just,
1: and then, like, I'm pretty sure just the later books just do not... They go, cool, and that's it so, now forever, so... <laughs>
2: Yeah, so aside from how we should definitely should start a petition for them to remake Dexter more faithfully <laughs> to the books. Uh I yeah, I just want to say I think about that show keeping that in mind the same way that I think about uh like Halloween and Friday the 13th mm-hmm. where people have those same mental health complaints, yeah, concerns, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like With those, it definitely does not. I don't think. I don't think that works because specifically Halloween is one of the big ones that people come after, and it's like no, the characters in the movie are directly telling you this is not mental health problems. This is that this man was born evil.
1: Evil. He. He. This is a fictional movie. This is a fictional
2: horror movie. And this man is evil. He cannot die because he's supernaturally exactly. evil and it is different. He's so that,
1: evil that a mental health professional gives up on him and tries to keep him locked away slash kill him for the rest of his life. Like,
0: And they, I feel like that, but that's not in the first Halloween. The first one we just see like this little kid kills his parents and then we flash to later where Dr. Loomis. Doctor Loomis. Loomis, yeah, uh, ominous name goes. Yep, nothing to do about that boy. He is pure evil. Yeah, and then like I'm gonna spend the but rest he, of the time looking around for him. In the first, one,
1: in the first one, he goes. I looked in his eyes, and he's like, I saw the, those blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Like he he cle- he clocks him from like the word jump because he goes. Yeah. he goes. I spent years trying to save him, and the rest of them trying to keep him locked away. Like. Okay. And when I saw that originally,
0: it's kind of like, you don't think his lack of recovery had anything to do with telling this little boy you that have the devil, the devil inside like... you?
2: Way That's to fair. go, mental That's health fair. professional. Yeah. That's fair. So let's, let's acknowledge that these, <laughs> these things may be problematic, are probably problematic. Oh, season and, eight we're going to deal with forward.
1: especially the problematic parts. Because, right. Um, well, And this is also the interesting thing about it, what you were talking about because they are selectively, he's selectively psychopathic. Because right. in I'd say the first four seasons, he is basically full psychopath at the beginning. He talks about, he's the one of the line is, if I had any if I had any feelings, I would have them for Deb. Like, yeah. he clearly mm-hmm. associates, he has no feelings, he just has a desire to kill. Another great one on that same
0: point. Um, A lot of people fake social interactions. I feel like I fake them all. Exactly. Like, yeah, like really, like good, like quick little exposition-y Exactly. And uh,
1: these are all narration, which are usually over him genially smiling or like shaking hands with someone and like having a good, looking like he's having a good time. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Um, That's how you use it. But basically one through four is him slowly kind of gaining more humanity or something close to it. And then five through eight is them oscillating the volume button or, or rolling the, the volume knob back and forth over and over again, fighting over what is he? Because, like, they will have moments but, of just, like, psychopathy and then, like, crying over. Fo- and you're like, what's happening?
2: Sorry, to be clear, not in, like, a cool way. No, not in, like, a, no, 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 an no. internal ultimate battle versus. Yeah. Of good versus evil. No, it isn't that they don't know what they're they doing, just, and this, is that no the train idea. has left the tracks and is the out of only, control.
0: The only internal struggle that we're seeing is the one that was clearly happening in the it writers. The, room.
1: Exactly, like who had the showrunner pen, and then who punched someone else in the face to take it for the next Bl- four episodes. <laughs>
0: I looked it up, so like the first season is one production company. Two through four is another, Mm -hmm. and then between five and eight, we go through two or three other production companies. So like for me, that marks because seasons two through four, I think, are are the best. They're Um, they're pretty damn. I like season one a lot. I like the ice truck killer. Season four is season, fucking season 4. four. Season okay. And like let's, 2 and 3 are all right. Yeah, let's get into it. I'm going to yeah.
2: Here's Here's the description I've given everybody since the beginning of the show and it is still what I stand by and that it is one starts out pretty good. I normally do it with a hand gesture as if I were showing a graph, but we are in auto medium so I can't <laughs> audio medium so I can't do that for you. So it starts one is one is like awesome, right? Yeah. Two keeps on going up. Three just drops into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then out of the ashes of three okay. rises the great phoenix that is season four. And the entire reason you should watch that show. And you can you can just come right through, end at four, go home happy. You did it. It's done. Correct. We're all good and happy. Because after that, I mean, it's not like it did completely train wrecks. There's like a couple cool episodes after yeah. four. Yeah. But, but it there's is, also it four is like
1: seasons, a, so a couple out of four seasons is a bad yeah. track record.
2: <laughs> I mean, they, even like the first episode of season five is kind of cool because he has the uh, instead of Harry, he has no. You know, that's the other season one.
1: six. Season six. Yes, I, I well, be Okay, so let's try to do you're
2: yeah, right it's, it's all yeah. scattered throughout all the cool exactly. things yeah. are scattered throughout you really have to like the show to again, want to watch all the because
1: other because of how schizophrenic they are sometimes they just nail the right volume for what they're looking for and you get well, a see, cool now, I moment, feel moment like, and then it flies back down because it sucks Like,
2: but see now Brian you're being problematic about how you use mental health you're right <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta be, you, gotta, you gotta be careful because you got all these disorders right on your mind now you can't I'm just be so flipping out things like right. that
1: that's so true alright let's okay so, <laughs> it was season the use of the term one. schizophrenic as frantic. Thank you. Um, season one starts off with our big bad is because I'm honestly I'm just gonna go seasons as big bads because that's yeah that's, that's how mostly I mostly how they yeah. treat it and mostly how it should be. So, uh, but real
2: fast, yes. if you're considering watching Dexter, stop right now. We have not ruined anything for Correct. you yet. So now is an awesome time to go watch straight through season four and beyond, if you so will and then come come back because now we're gonna be given all the spoilers. Yeah,
1: there. required viewing is one, two, and four, and then everything else is gravy.
2: Well, you yep. need you need to watch I, you three you to three be able to, to g-
1: make four work or work better. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but first it's, it
2: will you you have to suffer a little bit through three. It's not going to be as they're not yeah. bad, but long but
1: seasons not either. They're like
0: ten episode seasons, aren't they? Yeah,
2: like ten or thirteen oh, or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not they're, like a oh, supernatural
2: sort of thing. Every single season is twelve episodes long. Oh, perfect. There we go. There we
1: go. Um, so, unpause here, and then you can listen to the rest of the episode. All right. Um, season one, our big bad is the ice truck killer, which is a I love the name. I think it's great. Chef's, it's Chef's it's Kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Like stone cold. It is he is this it it's so great cuz he's theatrical without being dumb about it. Like he has the main conceit of the Ice Truck Killer is that he has body parts everywhere. He has perfectly laid out body parts with no blood at the scenes. And this Dexter is the blood spatter guy and he is like what no blood and he like doesn't know what to do with it like he physically has reactions of just like yeah this is another line from season one from episode one no
0: blood no hot sticky (laughs) messy blood he doesn't say (laughs) it like he's about to come
1: but yes you're right like yeah okay (laughs) he kind of does though (laughs) he kind of does though um,
0: you're not no hot wet delicious Kinky blood. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, there might be some improv going on over there. But. Hyperbole going on. Um, yeah. I, I said the quiet part loud correct. on that one.
1: <laughs> also, this is where the show uh, immediately upgrades from the book because in the book, the ice truck killer is known only as the Tam Miami slasher and it's the fucking worst name. Sorry. It sucks donkey dicks
2: <laughs> it's the, the what the, the, the
1: tam miami slasher is because white. of where the victims are found the victims are found on the tam miami trail Tam-Miami? they're on no tell motels because they're all prostitutes oh, okay on the tam miami trail so he is the tam miami slasher um truck killer is so much oh, better way better so, yeah. So, so much oh better. yeah um Although
2: yeah. some of those names, I feel like you, you hear them enough times, and it just starts to become better because you start to get used to it. I don't know.
0: Well, they got some good ones like the Bay Harbor Butcher, That's which so, later yeah, like, so good. Yeah, uh, is when they're on the on the tail of Dexter. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some good ones in there. The Trinity Killer.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we're, yeah. We're, we'll get to them. Uh, <laughs> se- season one with the Ice Truck Killer. I mean, it's the classic. It it ends up being who it ends up. Be- I'm gonna, I'll avoid it if Actually, I can at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like the finding out who it is, super good. It's that yeah. for me. It's it, to me. It's that classic. Like let's look at the the good v evil on like the like the ones that are the, like the reflection of it. It's like the Zorro yes. and anti Zorro. You know, like yeah, it's, yeah. Classic archetypes. Fucking two serial killers like taunting each other and playing, playing strategic mind like, games. Yeah, very spy v spy yeah, sort of yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Um, so good so so tense so many times where people are almost getting caught sergeant dokes being around and throwing a wrench into everything out of nowhere all the time beautiful Sergeant
1: dokes hitting the meme because season one has the meme from dexter which is surprise motherfucker like that shit if you've (laughs) ever seen that that is where it's from it's from dexter season one it's in like the second to last episode or something go when you watch it 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 always hits. Like it hits you, it pings you right in the ear where it's supposed to, and it just never I've never watched it and knock on Yeah <laughs> every yeah. time. Like
2: Yeah, it's I mean it's just the from the beginning, it's you always feel like you're with Dexter watching yeah. him try to like plug all of the holes in a dam that's about to shatter open and it's just <laughs> He's like so carefully balancing everything, and there's always something that's about to blow up in his in his face. It always does, and you're like, "How are you going to exactly, get out of this yeah. one?" I do not believe that you could possibly get out of this one. Yeah, I feel like a lot of that is like you know, ten
0: holes, ten fingers. Um, Dexter's the little Dutch boy; he's got them all plugged in the dam, and Sergeant Dokes is always just that one, just out of reach, like surprise, motherfucker! You know, just
1: coming out the side. Um, yeah, the oh. Also and it's more because of it's the because it's the pilot but like the first season's body count by Dexter is like cuz it's insane tremendous. it's so huge he kills someone like every episode the first the pilot two episode two in the first he kills episode three people i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there's Holy a third cuz there's one immediately there's Jamie Jaworski and then i think there's someone else but i could be wrong but at least two like at least two in the first episode it's fucking amazing um,
2: so yeah. So yeah. normally it's it's like a there's a monster of the week aspect to it in which there is almost always and as in each episode a some sort of criminal usually a murderer I think always a like a murder yes. right like
0: yeah yeah he works uh, in
2: homicide yeah who he who he identifies as the person he's going to kill he goes and he puts them in the in this special room with the plastic yeah. and like to make sure that everything's very clean and then he dumps them in the in the Bay, Harbor Miami Harbor. Bay, the Miami Bay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so there is that part of it, but there is also always the arc. I feel like, yeah, there, mm-hmm. in the, yeah, yeah. The, the the progression on the arc is usually slower in the middle, but it's always going. And for me, it's not like supernatural where there's ten to fifteen <laughs> episodes that you have to slog through with no arc of, progression. Yeah, like- because I can't do Monster of the Week dude I don't care I want that big bad arc shit you know that's why I, yeah. I have trouble with X-Files I'm gonna try again soon but like I have trouble with that show
0: tell me when you do because I made it to season 4 this time which is as far into X-Files as I have ever gotten wow. and I don't like okay. Aliens but I do like some of their Monsters of the Weeks and like mm-hmm. the 90s shit is really fun <laughs> in there, yeah. and I like Mulder <laughs> and Scully as a pair like I like David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson together but it's that exact same pacing and I don't know of another show apart from supernatural and x-files that have that okay hour-long episodes 21 to 24 sees like episodes per season maybe five of them have like something to do with the overall plot here um, right
2: i can't i can't hit those numbers exactly but it's like i think in the passage used to be every show was a monster of the week show right yeah and then well, like, like in more in more recent times they've been starting to have the arcs someone who does yeah someone who has a similar problem but does it really well because their monster of the week episodes are really good is uh, Gravity Falls? Mm. It's the same, Falls. same type of setup where there is an arc and it's so fucking good and it is one complete story. <laughs> but there the are a lot of monsters of the that week that episodes.
0: That's two seasons, twenty-two minute episodes. Yes, yeah. And the monsters of the week are great, and there are like hints being dropped the whole time. Mm. Like I feel like Alex Hirsch watched these shows. I'm like yeah, cool, yeah. Of Let's distill this <laughs> down to the same feeling, but at a manageable like
2: amount of content. You can tell that he gave us everything we've ever wanted. <laughs> Yeah. Go we watch just Gravity Falls. Gravity if you falls, falls by up, by so fucking good. Also, I'm pretty uh,
1: sure Doctor Who is another example of uh, the the, yes. the stuff Absolutely. Is Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's fucking horrible sometimes, but then they <laughs> do some really big It's usually not like a massive arc throughout the whole season, but they do some very big stuff. Exactly. Yes, like, exactly. Um but this uh, But yeah.
1: Dexter. Season 2 of Dexter. Season 2 which is I'm not gonna lie, when I first watched it, I was kind of like, oh, they shot their wad too early, because mm-hmm. basically the big bad of this season is Dexter. Like, he yeah. is... <laughs> the, the FBI comes in on the hunt for who Dexter's uh, fucking criminal name, his killer name, is the Bay Harbor Butcher. That's what he was named by, the the discovery of his bodies, because some fucking treasure hunters are looking for like an old divers. ship or something. And they stumble upon, there's like a great scene at the end of one of the episodes where the diver's like, Hmm, a trash bag. And then like an arm just like boops him in the snoot. And he's like, Oh uh, fuck me. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and this brings in the real big bad because it's, there's two big bands for, uh, there's three technically. Sorry, I th- I some- think only serial killers get You're to right. be big bats. I, it This correct.
2: one is the Bay Harbor Butcher. Dexter
1: season. is the exactly. It's the Bay Harbor Butcher yeah. season, but it brings in uh, Special Agent Frank Lundy, who played wonderfully oh, by Keith Carradine. Um, he's so yeah, cool. he's so good in this. Like he is, I, he is. I again rewatching it. Like I gushed over him because he's this serious. He's this older guy. Like he's pretty old. Um, but he's, like, he's charming and affable because he fucking courts Dexter's sister, Jennifer Carpenter, a.k.a. Deborah Morgan. Like, and he's, like, a million years old. I love him, but he's, like, a million years yeah. old.
0: It, he's <laughs> got a very Richard Gere energy yeah, like, going on, got... like, through the entire season.
1: Um, but he's also, What does he eat
2: like, on his sandwiches? For some reason, that, that conversation sticks with me so much. It's...
1: Cucumber, cucumber and cream sandwich? cheese. Yeah, like it's something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, because he God Jesus. He <laughs> sits he's on a the dock.
2: Ninety-year-old yeah. British woman. He's, yeah. He basically is. But he just talks about it in a cool, like, real yeah. relaxed, chill way. You know. By
1: the way, he's the brother for for um, Tarantino fans. He is the brother of David Carradine, aka Bill from Kill Bill. Um, nice. Yeah. So they're the it's same a lot of the same energy actually. Um, <laughs> and this is where we get uh, so. Sergeant Dokes has the meme of surprise motherfucker in the first, at the end of the first season. And basically that leads into the second season where he is like now on the hunt for Dexter. So Dexter has special agent Frank Lundy looking for him and he's got Sergeant Dokes getting super creeped out by him, telling him, calling him a motherfucker saying he's going to motherfucking fuck this and motherfucking fuck that. You motherfucking motherfucker. Like
0: you're a creepy motherfucker. Dexter's
1: got a lot of bad shit going on here um and also has to deal with being in narcotics anonymous because <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i forgot we don't, about this i
2: don't even know if we have time to talk about his whole <laughs> no time to talk the lila arc it. Yeah. yeah just okay really
0: quickly he has to come up with an excuse for his girlfriend about why he need, he needs an excuse and he says like i'm no, actually he, addicted to heroin. he
2: framed his current girlfriend's Satan, ex-husband lucifer who is played by the same actor who plays Lucifer in Supernatural. <laughs> nice. He frames That's him. Right. He puts drugs on him, and he'd already just gotten out of jail for drugs. drug use. Yep. He Sorry, drugs I'm very anti-prison and wrong. anti-police right yeah. now, so I'm trying to, to skate right by that. Uh, he frames him. Sends him to jail, but uh, Rita, his current girlfriend, finds out. So That's she's like, He's like, I did it spontaneously. And she's like, well, then why did you have a bunch of heroin Dude. on you? <laughs> and he's like, because I do heroin, <laughs> yeah, I he, guess. Yeah, he basically yeah. was like. like he yeah. tries
0: to dance around it, but like, all right, well, how much did you, why did you know how to do it? Exactly. And how much did you know to give him? Like all that, just fuck it. I do heroin. <laughs> yeah, I'll go into NA. Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, just, it's, I'll it's deal cute. with this
2: too. It's cute cuz he doesn't say he's he only ever says that he has an addiction and he's Correct. always talking about he's two serial killers.
1: he's got whatever like he all these vague yeah. platitudes yeah. about it and people go oh drug addiction i got gotcha. you um, yeah. So his sponsor
0: yeah. in Na is a woman named Lila, who also plays H. G. Wells in Warehouse 13, Get the, the sci-fi original series, oh, which is so <laughs> weird. Yeah, in Warehouse 13, she plays H. G. Wells, and there's a plot point in there like her brother is the author H. G. Wells, but she was the actual adventure and adventure upon whom uh. all of the novels oh, so he are just based. Wrote about her. Yeah, and he's like a huge, you know, dickless piece of shit <laughs> and like that she's tracks. an awesome adventurer <laughs> i'd yeah, be willing so, like, to believe that that's amazing. it is funny watching dexter and then watching warehouse 13 which is kind of whimsical and ridiculous and then like oh yeah no i know you you're a psychopath yeah, like- <laughs> and you're playing a psychopath right now like this this is working you're for me
1: nuts um
0: yeah your career is behind you in this exactly- role
1: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah God. but I, I think season two in general is a is a testament to to the actual writing abilities that this show yeah. had earlier on in its, its career. Because it you're right, from you know, you'd know you expect this one to not track well with me at all because we don't have an enemy serial killer, we don't have that type of spy mm-hmm. versus spy, but we have these multiple storylines and multiple ways in which it's like they try to set up Dexter to be as most caught as yeah. humanly possible Everything and still find a way to and warm like, his way yeah. out. And it's like it's that it's that tension of like you feel like you're right there, like you give a shit for some reason, and it's it's that trying trying to figure out how he's gonna get out of it, how they're gonna keep the show going because it's the 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 stakes are high, yeah. they're very yeah. very high.
0: The plot structure is like an uh, is like an octopus caught in a net. You always think you got him, and there's just a little little loophole that he squeezes <laughs> out of.
2: And it's just like you could never imagine, and you're like that. Total, I I am willing to. Bl- I, I don't think this is bullshit. This isn't a Deus Ex Machina way out, and I I couldn't see it. I always think I can see it, and I can't see it.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: Unlike most yeah. shows where you're like, I know exactly what you're going to do. It... I know exactly how this is going to happen, <laughs> and I'm bored by it and by you. Uh, so
1: season two. yeah, basic. Another great thing. Um, a great big finale, too. A lot of good things going on there. And this is where we get into the first dip, which is season three.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Which
1: the big bad, they
2: Dexter finds a friend.
1: Dexter finds a friend. Um. There, there, this one. There are. It. There's no. There's one big bad. It's Miguel Prado, who is played yeah. by Jimmy Smiths. Who, back to our, our another thing, he was Matt Santos, aka uh, Latinx Barack Obama in West Wing. He's the next. Yeah. Bre- he's he's yeah, awesome. Exactly. Um. I like Miguel Prado a lot, actually. He's super good. On in this. It. On is. this run through, I did enjoy kind of seeing him, like seeing the manipulations before they're revealed of like how he is both genuinely into Dexter as a friend, but you can like see it more easily now that you know, later of like manipulations and using of him sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Cause they get, it's a pretty toxic relationship between the two, but um, yeah, the, the
2: idea is that he, he ends up getting kind of found out by a district attorney or assistant district attorney, Yeah. uh, and he gets, starts getting wrapped up with him because the district attorney, like Miguel Prado, likes that he is killing bad people and so he wants to be involved and so Dexter's like kind of into it because he wants a friend but then they get too entangled in each other's lives and when they end up not wanting to be friends anymore, everything is like very difficult to, to resolve. Exactly. Right? Um, no, it's
0: yeah. like a conversation at Thanksgiving about 9-11. It's hard <laughs> to resolve. You, is yeah. the, it's, <laughs> why is this
1: the 9-11 episode? <laughs> uh, you know, the,
2: when, I, when I read about it, when I think about it, I think, it, I mean, it's a very good like, like plot and like narrative, yeah, but, yeah Like yeah. The, the idea is very good. I think it's maybe it's just that it's just Miguel Prado, and there's no like main serial killer, and there's not that many others. St- I mean, there are a bunch of other storylines, but none of them are as impactful. Correct. Uh, whereas, because at the end of season two, we didn't even talk about how Sergeant Dokes dies. Do we? Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so we and that's he framed we, we don't, Sergeant Doakes. We don't need to, to oh, say yeah, how, but me. like, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But the the point is that that whole storyline comes to an end, yeah, and dokes got like way more up in his business like he he really fucked shit up real hard and it got it got it was one of those times where it's like i don't know how you're gonna fix this um
1: this is also and spoilers for the books as well right so um one of the one of the main yes yeah like so the second book is i think it's dearly devoted dexter is technically what it's called because the first one's are they all the ddd yes. Type? Oh, pretty much okay. like the last one isn't but it's on purpose to did, not did he be run there. out of adverbs uh, it seems like, like that. that's a limited um, well yeah but uh this one, one. one is more with uh Dokes is also a threat and there is an FBI guy who comes in but he Or no I think he's technically <laughs> sorry dude FBI guy FBI guy <laughs> um so, <laughs> but um he's not like Lundy at all and it's not about catching dexter there is a a person from his and dox's special ops unit running around killing people Mm. his name he goes by dr danko which i was i i was when i first read it i'm like this is the fucking stupidest name ever but yeah
0: he wears a bunny outfit his name is danny danko the whole thing about (laughs)
1: it well because i was like yeah it sounds fucking stupid and the thing is, this might be one the most disturbing fucking killer, in quotes, in the whole fucking series, because he is an interrogation expert from spec ops in South America. So he just oh, knows how okay. to torture people. And basically he tortures people to a living death. Like the whole the whole aspect of it is they call him Danko because it was a reference to like a vegetable chopping machine. So like it could perfectly slice and dice and cut like, so they don't find bodies. They don't find corpses. They find people who are alive on tables yeah. as nothings. They have no eyes. They have no arms or legs. They have no hair. They have no eyelids. They have no, like their start skin's been pulled off. Like they have no tongues. They, it's horrible. What, what season is this? No, this is the second book. Oh, this is oh I was like, book. I no, do no, no, no. not remember this no, guy. No, they would never do this in the show. Jesus Christ. Gotcha. Like, it's way too... Also, uh, Jeff Lindsay, the author, in order to make Dexter better, because they do kind of go into more gruesomeness than the show, the show starts to shy away from it to the point of almost absurdity of like, why are you even killing people at this point? But like, they, they're like Dexter likes to kill, and he likes to dismember people. That's what he likes to do. He enjoys it on some level fundamentally, because he's a murderous psychopath. But they always put someone way worse against him. So you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely going to support Dexter because he wouldn't do this. So there's a lot of, like, you know, child predators and, like, people who do horrible stuff. So, like, the Dr. Dango thing is horrible because he just fucking leaves people in, like, nof- like husks of themselves. Dokes's fate is... He is defeated in the second book... Because Dexter is searching for dokes, because Dr. Danko gets a hold of him and just lets Dr. Danko get through enough on Sergeant dokes that he's basically gone, but he's like alive, even though he's permanently scarred. And there's a scene in it where they're wheeling out the dokes, you know, dummy, basically, and you just see dokes looking at him. Because he has no tongue at this point And he's just like staring insanely at Dexter And Dexter's like See ya dude And I'm like that's insane Like he, Jesus Dexter, Christ Dexter is way more Like they adhere to the whole psychopath thing right? Way harder in the books That he so does, does it, not care He is not Yeah
2: but doesn't Sergeant Dokes at some point come back as a half cyborg with robotic I arm I don't and leg? know that, and I hope
1: so. I really I'm hope pretty so. Sure
2: he, I'm pretty sure that was one of the takeaways I took from reading all this. I'm pretty sure because what you said He's, happens to exactly, him, but then yeah, later right. he comes back with robot parts. <laughs> it's a problem again. <laughs> Just to, to give you an idea of dude, the kind where of the books go for nonsense s- happens. Oh in the my books. god! <laughs> oh, dude, I gotta read them. I, I have to. Say. Yeah,
0: no, I'm not gonna lie. It's on the it's on the reading <sighs> list now. Fuck me, Jesus! <laughs> okay. So
2: we're we're running out of time, but and I'm not really Three concerned about talking a, by about anything past four, but I would yeah. Yeah. like to cover four. Yeah, yes, definitely. for sure. Four is the return to form. Right, Correct. we finally have another serial killer as the antagonist. It's the Trinity Killer, and it's unlike the other. Killers that Dexter has come up Mm -hmm. against because it's he's played by John Lithgow, which (laughs) changes everything in my mind. Everything. John Lithgow plays him incredibly well.
1: Elevates the show in this whole season. Yeah. And it's also
2: it's it's the first one where they're like, no, this is another league of serial killer because he's not just killing people in the area. It is somebody that Lundy from season two has been chasing. His entire career and he's like retired from the fbi now and he's still like i have to catch this guy it's
1: it's so much it's a theory he couldn't get approved by the fbi so he's just been personally hunting him for like 15 years and then they reveal that he's even more prolific than he was than lundy originally thought like
2: yeah yeah Yeah. His name's the 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 trinity killer go for it
0: three kills uh the first one is the woman in the tub Mm -hmm. right Mm-hmm. Always with uh, like a mirror left and her throat slit. The second Femoral one is like artery, a forced yeah, suicide. Yeah, yeah. Femoral artery, yeah, like a forced suicide, like making mm-hmm. someone jump off a bridge. And what's the third? It's a bludgeon
1: kill. It's a it's a usually a father of two older men being yeah. bludgeoned to death either in like a bar alley or something like something along those lines.
0: Yeah, yeah. and so like three incredibly different styles of murder and like the again the one of them is literally God, well, well, suicide it is, it is, yeah. yeah like it's like it's unprovable so it's like another the, one of the reasons that it was never approved by the fbi is like you can't prove even half of these are murders <laughs>
2: yeah and he and he it happens in different cities across yeah. the entire country so there's the he you have to deal with departments not speaking to each other why would the murders be related are some of them even murders and He has he has like records tracing back to a certain time and then there's like oh my god, does he go back even further than that? Is there (laughs) something more complicated about it? It's it's a whole massive thing. Lundy is awesome. We we also haven't talked much about how Lundy they bring him in as like he's the serial killer whisperer, basically. Like he catches serial killers. Like it's a problem in season two. Like Dexter's like (laughs) tries to do Dexter does a bunch of shit to get them off of his trail because of how close he is to everything. And Lundy's still like closing in away. on him like, he so fast. Dude. Doesn't care. He gets so close to him. He uh, he.
1: One of them is Dexter tries to go on the offensive to throw them off the trail, and it leads them closer to Dexter because Lundy's so good. Like he counter punches yeah. him at almost every turn.
2: But in season 4 it's still not Lundy. Like Lundy brings in the Trinity Killer information to everybody, but it really becomes Dexter versus Trinity Killer and early on Dexter finds out who the Trinity Killer is. That's why we have the actor ready for you. But it's uh he decides not to kill him to to leave a little bit more time to find out how he manages li- leading a double life basically. This is also cuz he's having his own trouble with that. This was that the gun. other
1: thing cause, and it's also it was one of the thing one of the highlights in season 3 was his the, the the way they show that he is performing fundamentally like he still he has more feelings than he does in the book for rita and her kids but like he is still fundamentally doesn't really have feelings there's one point where a woman uh is like a psychotic she's like in love with this person who does not know who she is and she ends up killing him because she loves him so much and it, her reality got shattered But she's talking in the confession, like she's in the interrogation room. And Dexter's watching and listening to her talk about the love she has for this guy who, again, did not know her and who she murdered. And then he goes to Rita, his girlfriend, and uses those words to propose to her. Like, in a moment of really good writing, they they show, and Michael C. Hall's acting is so good that you start to believe it because that's also the whole thing is like, is Dexter feeling these or not, but he's using a murderer's words to show affection for his innocent wife and to say, I love you. Let's get married. So I don't get caught. Like there's a lot of good stuff going on there. Um,
0: Yeah. So, With John Lithgow, so trying to learn from John Lithgow about how he has successfully led this double life because they find out he's a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a Methodist <laughs> pastor or something. And he's got a family and a wife. No one knows anything. And slowly, like, Dexter starts to see the cracks in this identity, like this, the the double half of the Trinity Killer's life, the, uh, like, the real, the, the performative mm-hmm. life. He starts to see the cracks through there, especially as John Lithgow's, sorry, it's always just John Lithgow to me. <laughs> like, John- he's like, <laughs>
2: It's John Lithgow the Trinity Killer. Yeah. Arthur, yeah. As Arthur, John Mitchell. Arthur, Mitchell. Arthur Arthur
1: Mitchell.
0: Arthur Mitchell. As John Lithgow, the Trinity Killer, aka Arthur Mitchell, um finds like realizes that Dexter is on his trail, um, and they start like, you know, like the c- competition between one another, like more and more of those so cracks and his like it, carefully it, constructed thing falls apart.
2: The thing is is it's more complicated than that because it's when Dexter finds out that the Trinity Killer is who he is. He comes into his life in a in a weird... He never gets this bold. He comes up with a fake name and he shows up yeah. in his life and actually comes and hangs out with him and talks to yeah. him. And so now yeah. it is so much easier for him to get caught and you're like, what are you <laughs> doing? You've spent the last three seasons being so close to being caught and now you're going to do this? Uh, so he's all messed up in there. Constant anxiety and stress over the many ways in which he almost gets caught. Uh, and by the... it's it's late season when the Trinity killer finds out who he is. And they do, th- they do the dramatic yes! slow motion. Like walk. I remember the end of the episode. Cause he's yes! like, hello. And he holds his, the his the name tag. Yeah, he's like... like Dexter Morgan. And it's, and you're like, Oh yeah, it's, Oh, that's really it, does,
0: does Michael C. Hall say it back? Like, no. hello, Trinity <laughs> no. killer. No, 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 no. no.
1: Okay. terrified Because he walks in,
2: because he walks into the, the police exactly and he's right there in front of him saying i know you're a serial killer and i'm in your place of work in front of nothing but
1: i've found you out like because he's been (sighs) kyle butler the whole time and he's like that's right that's Um, right there is one of my favorite things one of my favorite behind the scenes things is this must have been a really fun show to work on um apparently i'm going to say i'm there's a c word in this situation where uh Dexter goes to Thanksgiving, briefly shows up at Thanksgiving at the Mitchell house. And it's one of oh, the yeah. clearest examples of how this is a cover and he just terrorizes this fucking family. Um, they're doing all the thankful for things and he's like, nobody said they're thankful for me. And everyone's like awkwardly silent. And there's a point where they're getting into an argument and his wife goes, <laughs> his wife just starts to be like, I'm thankful for you, honey. And he turns and he just says, shut up, see where... Like he just hits her with it and it's really like disgusting when you watch you're like oh my fucking god like holy shit this is terrifying apparently on set they could not stop laughing every time they were doing that (laughs) scene like he would say it and everyone would just burst out because it's John Lithgow it's like third rock from the sun like you know adorable silly John Lithgow dirty rotten scoundrels on broadway John Lithgow yeah just being horrible I mean that's what's Another- so
2: awesome about it because, like, with Dexter, when he's he, – you you mostly see, like, underneath yeah. his cover. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, And when he's putting up his cover, you're like, you're not tricking <laughs> anybody, dude. We all know what you're up to. But John Lithgow uses his normal John Lithgow charm when he has the people suit on. And then it's, like, when, when he says that kind of stuff, it, like, the scowl on his oh, face God. and, like, the difference in his voice and, like, just how gross he is about it yeah. is is so yeah. good. So good
0: another fabulous behind the scene thing that Jorge and I found out in high school was that John Lithgow, remember the first way that the Trinity killer kills people in the bathtub. Yes. There is a John Lithgow released a children's album years ago called fun in the tub no. where it's him in a bathtub <laughs> holding the mirror.
2: <gasps> yes, dude. I yeah. Forgot. Oh my God. I completely yeah. forgot about That's this. Amazing.
1: That shit is fucking awesome. That's tremendous. Holy shit. Um, that's so fucking good. Um, Yeah, right? Just to put, and I'll do a, I'm going to do a very quick thing before we overview, but just to put a capstone on season four, what Jorge was talking about is very important of like, you know, Dexter is pushing it. Like he is doing all these things to like figure out basically how to do a a family cover because he's now a real father. Like Rita has a child, his child. He is living in the house now with, rita and her kids they are married they have neighborhood shit he has to like you know do all the things while still being a serial killer and it's very much like i can juggle it i can juggle it and he's spinning all of the plates all the plates all the plates and for the past three seasons he has spun the plates very successfully and season four t tells you like what can yeah. happen if you keep spinning plates i'm not going to say is, what but like yeah
2: i mean this is this is one i i will stay strong on we shouldn't even take a chance that we are ruining correct, it for yeah. anybody i will say that yeah. the twist at the end of season 4 is so is the is oh. one of the best i've ever had seen in any show or movie or anything you think everything? Yeah. Every, yeah. yeah yelled out loud like jumped out of my seat yeah yeah which which makes you need to watch the beginning of season five but then it's and then you unfortunately, then you realize it's Fortunately, like yeah i mean it's it's the the it's been everything's happened it's the way See, that yeah. it is you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything fixed you know in further seasons like things are the way that they are and, exactly
0: yeah I watched season five. And that was the last one. I maybe through season six, but I definitely know I didn't watch seven and eight. Season, I watched the entire show. I
1: watched the entire show as well. Um, season five, the main bad guys are the barrel girl gang. That's all I'll say. Right. Um. Honestly, one of the rougher uh, big bads, not because of the people or the charisma, or the personality, just for what they do. Yeah. It's one of the worst. Like I couldn't, I had trouble listening to certain things um season six is the doomsday killer played by colin yeah. hanks so sorry right. did, yeah with,
2: with, which with what you're saying in season five i feel like it's like they tried to amp it up in the and wrong they, way they, you know, exactly, it's like it's like, like no you don't just amp it up by making things like that mm-hmm. awful like what somebody's doing Oof. in the show like the where, we don't want to watch shows where the big bad is like is a horrible dude, like, like disgust. yeah that, like we we want to watch, you know, can't watch- campy serial killers. Yes. Like, yeah, I
0: know. We can- Gallivanting across, like, Miami. We, we yeah. can
1: watch a guy, you know, it, like Doomsday, for example. Like, you know, yeah. cut up a guy in pieces and put him... With mannequin pieces on four separate horses and send them down Main Street. So sure, fine, no problem.
2: Yeah. So like, that, that's the thing. The Big Bad in season six was fucking awesome because he set up tableaus yeah. where they were all yeah. like religious, religious tableaus. There's no yeah. other way to describe them. They were like these horrific serial killer like stages Scenes from where the he done yeah, like, like yeah, like the weird book of revelation. Yeah. Fucking
0: it's fucking Colin Hanks yeah, and it's so
2: <laughs> good. It's dude. Colin
1: Hanks and Edward James almost like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. The situation with.
2: Another massive twist in that season. Very good.
1: I didn't like that one as much because I saw it seven uh. episodes or three episodes in. Like, and I was like, "Cool, are we doing this?" Hello. I think I, I think I remember yeah, being
2: like, like suspicious of the, it.
1: Oh, sorry, there's two twists in it. There's the bullshit twist, and then there is the finale, which is kind of a yeah. twist, but more of a reveal sort of thing. That's just great. Um, which which
0: season is Jewel State in? Jewel None State? of them. No, the Julia, one where, like, Dexter Ju- gets a girlfriend. Julia Styles. Julia, Julia
2: Styles is
1: five, which is, yeah, she's kind of a girlfriend. It's a... Ugh. She's
2: one of the survivors of the... She is the
1: survivor of the barrel girl gang. And she basically... Basically, it's a rehab job. And this is what I hate. This is what I hate about the back half of the show, is they are so interested in getting Dexter to a boring status quo... That they don't want to explore the character and push him to his like darker limits because, and I don't know why. Like, I think it's just to keep the show going because they didn't know what to do. But like,
0: I feel like it's like trying to appeal as wide as possible yeah, in the worst way. It, like rather than like committing to the conceit it's of why, the show, like it's
1: why Dexter uh, is so the volume knob metaphor is apt for Dexter in this in these last four seasons because they're like. Let's try this out. And then they're like, no, 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 never mind. Let's not do that. Cause season six has a great thing. Um, most deaf guest stars, or I think it's just most at this point. Um, guest stars as I think it was most death at the as time as a as a reformed criminal who basically gets Dexter to kind of almost see the light and like be good for a while, and that turns around in a bad way, to the point that uh, instead of seeing his dead dad as his like guardian angel. Dexter walks out of the ocean after having killed someone and sees another face from his past, who is like now the devil on his shoulder and telling him to like what face? Did that
2: really happen that late? Yes, it's like what face? Is it his brother's face? It's the it's his brother's face. It's
1: his brother Brian, which I love Um, (laughs) because it's me. But then they (laughs) fuck they fuck that up by again. They kind of they they pull the trigger and then like put the bullet back in the gun sort of thing um so season six is whatever has a good finale at the end uh season seven really fucking almost is good what,
2: what happened so as far as i because I, I, I was like kind of skimming over these yeah. i read the full synopsis again for one through 8 sure. seven eight they're just one long season basically
1: basically right? um so I'm going to reveal this because it doesn't, again, you've already been, we're threatening to expose. Uh, at the end of season six, when Dexter is killing Colin Hanks, and um, he's not whatever his name either is, he's just Colin Hanks, um, when he's getting stabbed, Deb, his sister, walks in and sees him yeah. in a kill room with a sword, stabbing a dude in the heart, and basically that hole gets revealed. A <laughs> sword. That gets revealed to his sister, and she has to deal with the fucking consequences of it. And there's this whole, like... There's, there's whole, you know, the drama of that, but like,
2: but also his sister had just been finding out that she's that like she's into him, in love right? with him, and it's oh god, off. I like, forgot yeah, about exactly. this.
0: Oh, it's so gross because Jennifer Carpenter and Michael C. Hall are married, were married yeah. uh, for like a big spread of this show while playing siblings, and then they got divorced, and then they made it <laughs> yeah. like part of the show, it's, like
1: you're my sister, you're my sister. The, he, again, it was the. It's funny because in the thing is they are step they are not they are adopted siblings they are not real still gross exactly no everyone went if if anybody ever brought that up people would go it doesn't matter look at it it's gross
0: yeah um, that belongs on Pornhub and nowhere ex- else in reality <laughs> hey
1: bro hey sis <laughs> yeah some would argue it tell doesn't dad belong on about your exactly. bank account or whatever um but season 7 has Again, they there's Dexter has now had at this point two love interests, one of which was mostly a cover that kind of became something more, and one was basically a rehab job. And this time they give him another, you know, hot blonde to tangle with. This time played by Ivan Strahovsky from Chuck. Uh, I think this character ruins the show, or helps to <laughs> helps to ruin whatever good was in the show because they have um they have some good stuff in season seven again. They have to deal with this whole conflict or whatever, and I think Hannah McKay is the character's name just tanks the show into the fucking floor because it makes Dexter.
2: She's a she's another serial killer who poisons people.
1: Yeah, it's fucking whatever. Um, and season seven ends with another big twist that fucks up Deborah even more. For season eight, which has our final she, actual, she
2: finds she finds him killing another very important person, w- right?
1: In the process of it, and oh, there's a whole God. situation. Um, and. Episode or season eight has uh, the brain surgeon who is back to like a big. He's an actual big bad of the season. Cool, which is but like, fine, but he's also whatever. Really. Like, uh, he's also just not. He's not good. a
2: massive part of it. He's he's he's, he's kind the B storyline because yeah, he's the B storyline. He's lines. related
1: to uh,
2: sh- like, like what? There's a V. Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we get to the finale, which is just fucking dog shit. Because, I can't stress enough, Hannah McKay shows up again and it's fucking, it once again tanks the show into the floor because I, it's bad. I also,
2: just before anybody says anything, I'm not telling you how the show ends. No. Because if you want to find out you how the show to. ends, you have to yeah. go watch everything fuck you. just like I yeah. did. Fuck you. I'm not going to lie. Not doing it.
0: Good. I have no interest. It's like, uh,
2: oh God, what,
0: what, oh, like I've never seen the last episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Good. Never looked it up. Don't know how it ends don't give a shit like because i saw one thing like yeah this sucks like oh cool wow now i've got nothing to i will say with how i met your mother
2: don't fucking talk to me about it if you haven't watched it because it's it's watched every
0: episode except for the last two episodes i don't
2: care you don't get to come talk to me about how bad it is unless you you watch watch the thing physically because that's because it you know it's bad enough like i usually defend (laughs) things saying like you know new things can't really ruin what came before it not that there isn't plenty that was already bad about that show yeah. Uh, and things that are very problematic about it. Yeah. But, but you don't get to no, I'm not, I'm not I will not entertain discussions with anybody who doesn't. You you have to put you have to suffer like I did through the end of that show if you want to get to talk about it.
0: Fine, whatever. I'll spend 44 I don't, minutes and watch mean, it all no, go not to you, shit. Sorry, I
2: don't mean you. I mean like you with hand, with both of my hands going out in a in a in a Jesus gesture. Um <laughs> Yes. But same thing with Dexter. You gotta you don't know, yeah. you don't get Don't you fucking go read that Wikipedia article. I swear to God, don't you go read read it. it. Read it for the books.
1: Go read the book Wikipedia pages. Yeah, go read a book. they're amazing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's basically Dexter. Uh, Half of an amazing show that peaked literally right in its middle and then died to death.
2: Yeah, but (laughs) that's season
1: four, man. Dude, it's season four, though.
0: God damn, season four is a tour de force.
2: Because that, that—that's where I think a lot of my arguments come from. When people say like, "Oh, you know, this season ruined this whole show," I'm like, "Dude, we had four bad seasons yeah. of Dexter come after and- season four. <laughs> Did not affect me in in the slightest." Correct. Like, <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I watched. I watched through season six. Like going through this, like, yeah, definitely. I just didn't see seven and eight because at that time, like, I finished season six. I think I was at that finale party yeah. mm-hmm. for season six. Like, yeah, this is rad. Still not going to be season four. <laughs> and until I hear something like, I don't know, they got. Bon Blithko to come in and play the next serial killer i'm not gonna fucking do this it would have to be like jeff goldblum that would have been fucking sick can 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 you can you imagine if um jeff goldblum and now i'm going to just dismember you like that would have been fucking awesome Tonight
1: is well the uh the night and it's gonna happen um again and and again, and again.
0: Now I'm just imagining renaming this show Jeff, and it's just Jeff Goldblum as Dexter Morgan's character, and just like it's um, it's it's important oh. to have your hands at ten and two. It's a um, <laughs> no, mm, it's a line. public safety I issue. Hate this line now um, but <laughs> uh, you know they
1: they have to make sacrifices. He can't <laughs> not play Dexter. I <laughs> in like ten years
2: we could do a remake where he plays Trinity you can that's yeah, about
1: it exactly yeah um but yeah that's basically dexter
2: yeah this show's fucking awesome it's dude cr- thinking about <laughs> yeah. it this show's awesome yeah you you should, i'm not going to lie i it. lost
0: total faith in it um when i rewatched the first episode today cuz again it was a pilot episode it was the first time i experienced dexter again but talking about season 4 god damn it it just I, got I, me so riled up again for me it's still just I like that i think one about a
2: lot. <laughs> yeah i like season 1 a lot and it, it's just After thinking the about the first episode i remember <laughs> the way that certain episodes made me feel. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when things were closing down, when he's in when he's in a house finishing up cleaning up a kill and you could see the police, like, yeah! coming in and you're like, what are you going to do? <laughs> that, that kind of shit. So good. I love it. So good, all the time. I'm in for it. Hell yeah. Me.
0: So on the topic of Dexter, what do we think, boys? Are we friends?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Also, I, I yeah. also want to say, sorry, Jeff, that the last, like, ten 12 episodes have just been yeses. I understand you want conflict, but shut up. We're friends, okay? Deal with it. So, everyone except for Jeff
0: can find us on all of our social medias, uh, which are at underscore are we friends? All one word on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can find us on our website, r-we-friends.com.
1: Dot
2: com. com. And we also do a Call of Cthulhu game every week. It always does play on thursdays at 7 p.m but we also will be streaming it live when we record it we can't always record at the same time that we play it so the recording will happen randomly throughout the week i believe this week it will be on tuesday Mm -hmm. at some hour i apologize for that but that's that's the way our schedules are right now but you can always find it at seven o'clock
0: Eastern on Twitch.tv/TheOutlawsNetwork. Go follow yes, us m- there
1: so that you know when we go live for the actual streams. Exactly,
2: there's you'll the get a notification. For an a great idea. Yes, and uh, we will as many of us as can be there will be there for the uh, for the chat if you if you want to yes. talk to us and we'll and you'll have our full attention if, if it's not live because <laughs> we're not we're not doing the show so. Uh that's that and as for Jeff and his uh, wanting us to be less friends I think the problem is that we've done we've had too many big big ones to do yeah. like we did all the av- you know it's been a while since we've the done non- one of the more heard, obscure Mike. topics you know Yeah I think we we all have to send us topics to Yes well I mean we we have, we have, we so have many a, topics I know but, but I'm so, saying, I'm trying yeah, to get them involved the, barrel, we have the chamber No is shortage so full. of topics Uh I think I already have mine for next week but like after that Going, we can, oh, we can, we can into try some to, weird stuff. We can try to dig into some yeah. more contentious topics. Exactly, for sure,
1: absolutely.
0: So, until next week, Jeff and everybody else, I have been your darkly
1: dreaming co-host Taylor. I have been your bloodslide collecting co co-host Brian.
2: And I'm still just Jorge. And
0: we will talk to you next week.
1: Tonight's the night.